morning. Good morning. Um, I've been having a lot of thoughts about communication. And, um, you know, my experience of communication has changed a lot um, within the past year. And, um, you know, you talked about, on Friday night, you talked about how communication still happens in your experience. Mm. And, um, and it still happens in my experience also. And there's less of it verbally. And, um, you know, I notice like people say good morning and I say good morning back mm. and there's no thought. To, That's it. it just That's happens. Cool. Yes. And, um, and, you know, yesterday I noticed I was sitting with a friend and there was a desire to connect with them. And, um, you know, I noticed all these thoughts, like I could ask how they're doing or I could ask about this or that or that. Yeah. And, um, and I've had the experience of going long periods and not even relating to those thoughts, just like just being silent. And, you know, if they talk, a response comes or not. Yes. And, um, and I am liking going into the thoughts lately. Like I'm liking or I'm, I'm experimenting, I guess, with, 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 being in relationship with the thoughts again. Like, how are you doing? Or, or, or telling a story that comes to my mind. So I, I guess I just want to hear from you about communication and, um, you know, what's coming to my mind right now is I remember yesterday you were signing someone's book and you paused for a while. I was watching you and you paused. And the only thing I could imagine was that you were waiting for a thought to come. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So you still use thoughts to... Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if, you know, teachers um, or people who are in that chair don't use thoughts. They just speak or don't. And, um, that's, that's where my questions are coming from. Yes. Yeah. So if it's not speaking, okay. So sometimes, you know, words like the good morning comes through and there's yeah. no connection that there's a thought, but some aspect of mind was hearing that and was going into, well, the norm is to greet back. Yes. So some low-grade aspect of mind will take care of communication. Yes. It, as you know, it yes. does that. Sometimes, yeah, so sometimes in, in speaking, like right now, there's, maybe there's a sequence of thoughts that are connected to what you say and, and grouping together, but I'm not bothered about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know? Or there's no feeling of trying to control it, or there's no feeling of like, will he know what I'm saying, or is it the right thing? None of that happens. Like, none of that happens. Whatever is coming through is what's coming through. Whether a thought was behind it or not, I, 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 I don't know. Do you know? It, it, there isn't much thinking going on. But for sure, when I'm sitting writing, 
when there's a pause of like nothing's happening, the hand doesn't move and there's nothing coming, <laughs> there's nothing coming. So I just sit there. Sometimes it takes a minute, but sometimes it takes ten. Yes. What can I do? It's fine. It's just how it is. Do you know? So then, yeah, oh yeah, then something comes. And then sometimes it's half a sentence and I'm like, oh, I hope the end of the sentence comes and this is going to read very strangely. But it's just funny, you know? Yeah. It's just like, well, this happens too. Maybe this is just half a sentence. And that happens too. Yes. There's nobody bothered about it. Yes. Do you know? So if there's, I, 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 I guess every version of it can happen. Sometimes there's, there, there, there isn't the idea of waiting for a thought. There's just waiting, I guess. Because there's only attention on what is happening. Yes. Do you see? Now, what can also happen is, is, is cruising around what I, I can, like you, the example you gave about that friend of, I could ask them about this, I could ask them about that. Yeah, that's, that happens too, where you're cruising about with different thoughts. Yes. But, but there's no need for that, really, because that's mind playing with the options of mind. You don't have a choice of what you're going to say. Mm. You don't have a choice of what you're going to say. Yes. You actually don't. So all those thoughts will come, you know, I could ask them about this, that, whatever, and then... It'll ask her. Exactly. What's going to happen was lined up anyway. This yeah. is just filling the gap in between. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, in one way, it's kind of the mind will say, oh, great, I can kick back and whatever happens. But the one who's kicking back is mind. Mm. You, you know, I'm not talking about a technique for living here and letting it all happen. It looks like that to mind, but it's actually knowing that you have no control, knowing that you do not exist as a separate individual, knowing that, you know, yeah. there's an inevitability about whatever's happening and something is playing at doing its best as a team player. Yeah. That's about it. There's an aspect of control in when I'm thinking about, when I'm communicating and having the thoughts, it's like I there's a belief or a sense that, you know, I'm choosing how this communicates. Yes. Yeah. You're not. Yes. Actually, you're not. Yes. It's, it's, it's the up-to-date conditioning of how you've learned, how, you know, the environment, how you feel. It's all, there's a whole package determining what you say. And then mind comes in and imagines that it has free will. Yes. It likes that feeling, but it's a lie. <clears throat> I've, I've had the experience, or I've gone through periods where I have had the intention of not touching any thought. Yes. And um, I think, you know, right now it seems like that's another aspect of control. In terms of, it's like, um, well, it's just a rigidity. And um, now it, it seems like it touches a thought or it doesn't touch a thought and it speaks the thought or it doesn't speak the thought. Yes. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Even trying to drop the controller is still controlling the controller. Mm, yes. 
you know, you so much can be done, but actually the controller is the only thing trying to kill the controller. So <sighs> at some point, a level of acceptance kicks in there of like, mind just imagines it has control. It plays out, but don't take it seriously. You know? Don't be a slave to that thought. And, and mind will do everything, you know, it will, it will play with extremes. Not touching thoughts, touching thoughts, fasting, eating, you know, abstinence. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're just playing with it all. It's just experiences being had. That's all it is, just experiences being had. You know? Mm. So some low-grade aspect of mind, I can't find a better term except like some... Yeah, actually, somebody said in another satsang that Ramesh Balsikar had a way of saying the thinking mind and the working mind. That was his way of dividing it. But I don't know. There's a lot of thinking and working, too. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's just one definition. That the thinking mind is completely and totally superfluous. But the working mind will, will, will enable you to function. Yes. So it's, it's, a, it's a division, you know. But I'm more kind of extremist, I guess. You know, just throw it all out. Nothing to hang on to. And somehow, what's there naturally will relocate itself and functioning will continue. Is there a desire in you to connect with other people? No. No. Because there aren't other people. No. There aren't other people. And talking is physically laborious. Mm -hmm. yeah. It happens, but there's a preference for sitting in silence anonymously in a hill in India. Mm. There's a preference, but it's not stronger than a preference. So I can't seem to do anything about it, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, but it's just, yeah, there's just an idea running that, yeah, that's, that's just fine. Because there isn't the, the labor of, of talking. It's just a physical thing, you know, of talking, <laughs> talking, but it isn't to even talking to or that, no, it's, it's, this is just an appearance of nothingness, you know. It's just an appearance of nothing. Nobody needs to be helped. There is no suffering there, you know. But this appearance goes on. So the appearance isn't seen as, oh, helping or serving or... It, none of that is valid. This is just an appearance. There's nothing happening. There's just molecules moving. There's no story in it. Talking happens. Hmm. <laughs> but attention rests in what is capital R reality. Hmm. I have a lot of pretty thoughts, you know, like thoughts like, I love that, or I love this, or yeah. like, it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're all, they're not true either. Not at all. No, <laughs> no they're not true either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I let them pass by. Mm. <laughs> mind does its thing, you know. Mind likes to be busy. Don't take much notice of it. Mm. 
Keep your attention on what is real. to ask you about samadhi mm. and um, having uh, been around Amma it seems that she has certain capabilities that defy laws of physiology yeah, that are known sure. yeah. and um, I'm curious because you had an experience of a extended samadhi um, do you have a sense for um, you know how that is possible or like what's going on such that apparent laws, you know, natural laws, uh, seem to be not adhered to. So, I mean, is it just that uh, the physiology has more of a, a capacity than normally manifests in the general public or the you know the general going of things and, and you know it has this potential for this extreme capability and I'm speaking of say you know Amma will sit on the the pitam for 36 hours mm. and she won't get up to go to the bathroom you That's know right. so I, ha- I have no way of judging whether someone is divine or, or whatever but I see that as something abnormal yes and Deepama sat in samadhi for a week or whatever, whenever she felt like it. So, and do you have a sense for what's at play there that allows that uh, that phenomena to occur? I don't think any cause and effect is absolute. Uh, so, is it is it something that's more? If one, if one reaches a certain, I, maybe, I don't like these not. words, but sure. that, that that's going to be a way, that's going to be something that occurs. Like not you said, necessarily. Maybe, okay. Not necessarily. It's not part of the package. Um, ye, okay. Not that one would necessarily expect that, but that there's certain inclinations or, yeah, uh, the the system is inclined mm-hmm. to certain things, like maybe per preferences towards solitude, preferences towards celibacy, preferenced preferences towards such that those things are more descriptive than prescriptive. Like we can't necessarily follow those ways of can't follow being any of it. and and get the the result right. We can't follow any of it. Yeah. It's just manif- it's just things manifesting as they are. But mind will say, well, Amma and this capabilities, and maybe it's because of physiologically her. Uh, why, why even go into it? What? Uh, wh- why? Why even go into this? Why? Why? Why does mind tease it apart? There's, yeah. there's nothing to be gained with. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's just, I guess it's just a rarity that occurs, like a blue lobster or exactly. whatever. It's just, <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's just part of the it manifestation. Just, because it's not every day an association is made that it comes with divinity, yes, so to speak. Not it's so. Bit, not just, so. Right. Okay. There's no package. Okay. No. If 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 Emma wasn't able to sit for thirty six hours and do that work, she'd be doing something else. Right. And you know. You do it the way. Yeah. Ravi maybe, Shankar does. Yeah. It, yeah. And there'd be no big deal. And it's, it. just, mm-hmm. it's just. It's mm-hmm. just. Yeah. Whatever condition is there is there, and it's Got no it. big deal. It yeah. doesn't relate to anything in particular. Right. Um, on another note, um, it's sort of in. The segue to this gentleman's question: um, The mind does have a certain; uh, it has a function. It it is, yes. and it yes. has energy, and it yes. does what it does: thinking, working, mm-hmm. however. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the the not following the thinking can be labor intensive because the mind has this tendency to chew on things. So, like with the Japa Mala thing and giving it, I think about it in terms of dogs, because, you know, that's where my familiarity is. Um, you know, if you don't give the dog a rawhide bone, he'll chew on the sofa. For sure. So, um, you know, we want to give the mind something to do. That's right. That keeps it out of trouble, let's that's say. That's exactly it. Um, so, in the practice of, let's say, dropping it, Dropping or dissolving or, you know, making these suggestions to the mind that may be going to cling or going to spin a story around a a thought that just arises spontaneously. So um, in order to have a more easeful approach to the mind's tendency towards that chewing, Mm. yeah, that grasping Mm. to that which arises... um, would you have any other suggestion to the uh, that to addressing that inclination of the mind? Uh, you know, instead of mm, if 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 sort of saying God the, doesn't work for you. Is there something you've tried and it doesn't yeah, work? Yeah, I think you know. I think the dropping. Like does become a little bit tense, you know. Ah, saying like drop okay. it, you know, just okay. like I would say to the dog, drop, leave it, you know, okay. drop it, and that becomes a bit of a chore, ah. you know. That becomes a chore. It's like well, I don't want to leave it, you know. That's you know, you're, not, you're not giving me something else to do, okay. you know. It's like you got to give the dog yes. something else to chew because it yes. wants to chew. It's of an yes. age that that's what it wants to do. Yes, yes. So until it gets. Sure. Old and decrepit, and it doesn't care about anything anymore. Yes. You've got to, you've got to meet it. Sure. You've got to meet totally. it that's where it is. That's why there's individual paths. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, it's when the the practice of say, you know, going back to the source of thoughts, or when a thought arises, you know, just you know, saying leave it, or just trying to just drop away from the inclination to follow the thought down the, the path. Mm-hmm. When that isn't, mm-hmm. when that isn't working, mm-hmm. or that's starting to cause tension, 
that's starting to feel like a job or a chore or there's too much striving in that regard. There are two schools of thought. One is to move through that resistance, that there's a huge value in going through that resistance. Because very often it's prior to a breakthrough that that you'll feel, I want to drop this, I want to drop this, when it's just about to shift gear. So... One practice is you hang on with the same one your whole life, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And another is, you know, I, I, I've, I've space for both. The, the other is have the wisdom and the discernment to know I've spun it out. I've, I've spun it out. It's, there's no reaction to it. There's no response to it. It's, it's lost its potency. Mm-hmm. Then shift to another one, but only then. Because if there's a reaction to it, we're really in duality now. Right. It's like, okay, well, what is this? What is this? Right, so you get, I mean, that's, yeah, you have the wisdom to step back and take that as the point of practice. Yes. Where that rubbing yes. is going on, yes. that conflict. That, that conflict is, is what's so, going on. That's so now what mind is using as the problem. Because it, it will always come up with one. It will grab something. <laughs> so it will grab the mantra as the problem if it doesn't have a story as a problem. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. see, so that's what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Were you given a mantra from Amma? Yes. Okay, use it. That's your mantra. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Again and again and again and again. If if mind is very busy and the the uh, you know how some people are more sensory and some are some are visual and some are auditory and you know so different things work for different people because mm-hmm. the makeup is different. Mm-hmm. If you're a kind of a visual person, because I'm a visual person. So what, what I used to do with a mantra, if I was just like, oh, I can't, oh, it can't anchor me, you know? Because, yeah, it gets just kind of rote. It, yeah, it yeah. becomes like a buzz in your what ear. Would, yeah, so yeah. What like I would the... do is add a visual, because the visual is my thing. Right, right. If I see something, yep. I, I'm much clearer. Yes. Okay, communication comes visually. So what I would do is I would run the spiral down my torso, saying the mantra. So if the mantra is gobbledygook, 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 I would go gobbledygook, gobbledygook. See? Running in a circle around the torso. It grounds it. It does. It there's a slowing down, there's a relaxing, there's a flow. And it will shift the busyness. It's energetically you need to shift the energy from the top chakras down anyway. And that causes less busyness of mind. There's an energetic shift. So to assist that I did something visual. And I would spiral it down. Okay. So if you need, if you work through visual or if you work through feeling, isn't that, aren't they the three things? Yeah, kinesthetic, yeah. So if you work through a feeling, feel it. Feel it. Say, whoa, it's here. It's just at my navel, do you know? Mm-hmm. And feel it. And it's mm-hmm. soft and it's delicious. And it says, gobbledygook, gobbledygook. <laughs> and it's soft. You know, if it's a feeling, go for its feeling. Right, right. Okay, so yeah. work with work with your natural Guna, yeah. your natural tendency. Yeah. Right. But, but you have your mantra. So in, enrich it. You know, yeah. enrich it in whatever way is needed. Yeah. But stick with the same mantra. Yeah. And when mine says it's not enough, that's now what we're working on. Yeah. Like, ah, okay, it's not enough, is it not? Mm. Yeah. Okay. And it may be that just adding that other aspect to it Allows it to yes. do its... It does, and it gives just enough you distraction. You don't throw the baby out with the bath water. Exactly, don't you throw can, the baby, that's it. You can embellish it with uh, another mechanism. Yeah. 
which yeah. mind likes because it's a new thing, but yeah. it actually causes the destruction of mind. Right. Sure, yeah, you have, you to, you have to work you within with the system. You have to play, work within the system. That's exactly it's it. Just, mind will, will annihilate itself, but yeah. you have to be clever enough to know what yeah. works for you, yeah. to give it just enough distraction for its own annihilation to right. continue. Right. You see? Yeah. So that, Good. that works. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Sure. My question is so similar okay. that I had to jump up right up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, it, it's about the issue of control or letting go in meditation. Very similar. Mm. And um, years ago, decades ago, I started out doing a mantra. And... Uh, there, a lot of sleepiness occurred, mm. a lot of resistance occurred, uh, and I would go back to it and still the same process happened. Um, so recently, well, it's about a year ago, I heard a, um, a suggestion of Ajashanti on meditation. And his, his coaching or teaching was to start with a practice, following the breath, doing a mantra, to gather the attention. And then, you know, after that, to allow the consciousness to be guided to wherever it wants to go. Okay. Now that's that sounded good, and I okay. that stopped a lot of the sleeping, and and uh-huh. um, I was also a little bit angry that I spent decades doing <laughs> a practice that didn't seem to work. But I'm not even sure that I should have stopped. But sure. Okay. Anyway, so you see my confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Um, the problem is similar to to the previous um, previous person was that if I then stop the mantra, then other thoughts come come in because I like yes. thinking, I like ideas, yes, and then they'll, they'll take over. So the yes. issue is control or not control. Yes. Um, so that's kind of my question. Originally, the, the the mentor or teacher that I worked with many years ago suggested something kind of similar to what you said in the mantras to visualize the words of the mantra in gold or to have some kind of visual mm. and that didn't seem to yeah. work too well for me yeah I wouldn't go for the words of it I'd move away give it a different subject matter oh really yeah do you know like a spring a spiral going yeah, down like or, that, or that, a yeah. feeling in your an, an orange cushion if you want to have a texture or a velvet or something you know something totally different yeah. enough food for the mind yeah but the words of the mantra doesn't work because it tends to get very intellectual if you mm-hmm. visualize words it will get your mind more active uh-huh. I've tried all the tricks in the book as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, it will get more more intellectual if you if you go for words. Okay, well, let me think. Right, whatever you did in the past was the best you knew, given what you knew then. No analysis of that is necessary. It's only a distraction for now. If you want to analyze what you did as being good or bad in the past, so that's a total waste of time. That's just going to keep your head busy now. Because we do whatever we can in any moment. Now, with the Adi Shanti practice, what do you what what does consciousness go to when it, when 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 you know you've used the the mantra to go in, as it were? Yes. What happens then? Well, kind of a nice stillness sets in. Kind yeah. of, 
I don't know that I feel comfortable using the word emptiness because yeah. I don't know if I'm there yet. But yeah, it's yeah. kind of that—the quietness, yeah. the, a kind of a kind of nothingness, a spaciousness. Yes. That's really an aloneness. That's really quite lovely. Yes. So that's that happens yes. often, but not always. Okay. Okay. Because it's a, a mantra is for that. Is for mm, a mantra is 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 to anchor the mind to give the mind something to chew on. That's not. Full of identification. There's no identification with the mantra. It's just words. Okay. So that serves that function. Dropping awareness into that which is prior to thoughts is a completely different thing. So we've got the mantra, which is an anchor to stop identification. We've got observer, which is a a capacity to pull back and see what's happening and know, okay, that's also a system of the mantra. Really. It's another anchoring place. Going to the I am, going to the observer. Now, if there is a pulling to, because that, otherwise the mantra would have been good enough, it would have held you. But if there's a pulling to that which is prior to identification and the, half, the halfway house, the anchor place, be it mantra, be it observer, that halfway house, that anchor place, you're going deeper than that. You're dropping through that too. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I think I do. Okay, so there are layers. Right, let's say the top layer is where you're full on in your story, the me story and my life and whatever's going on has my attention. Okay, then there's the capacity to see that, whoa, that's an all about me thing or no emotional reaction here, like, let it go, let it go. Okay, there's a, and we can get to observer and observing something benignly and seeing what's going on and you know that you're not in it, in the story of it. Now, a mantra can get you there, a mantra can keep you there, or you can practice observing. But it's the state of I am. Now, something is saying, yeah, but there's more, but there's more. And of course there's more. Of course there's more. It's just a state of not being in your thoughts. So prior to that, underneath that, that's where Adia is bringing you to the door of that. Now, mind can set up little, little positions of feel-good factor. But it doesn't feel like you're hanging out in a feel-good factor. Because you're not quite sure what it is. And when somebody says they're not quite sure what it is, it's, yeah, that's great. Because <laughs> if you could define what it is, no, it's a state. You know, I love it and it's really nice and it's like, yeah, 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 so is ice cream. You know, that's where we're at. It's a state. We've just created an experience. But when you quite don't know what it is, it's like, okay, now you're smelling something. Because there isn't two. If you knew what it was, there'd be two. There'd be me knowing what it is. So that which is underneath it all you don't quite know what it is. You don't even know that's because there's no eye there because it would take an eye to know that the eye isn't there. So you can't tell what it is. Do you see? So underneath it all, there doesn't seem to be any capacity for, for the eye story to run a thought, to run identification stories. They just don't interfere. But somehow, mind isn't busy or it's not really, it might be cruising around with stuff, but it's not really noticed. Stay there. Stay there. Or rather, go there as often as you can, because you can't stay there. Because the moment you stay there, the control, oh, am I doing it? Oh, uh, now we're off in the story and we're out again. Right. Okay? So what you're doing is, is the mantra takes you to the I am, but there's a pull to something deeper. Mm-hmm. Now, it's quite likely that you couldn't have arrived at this spot unless you did those, that mantra, unless you fought with the mantra to get to the I am anyway. It's quite likely. 
Do you know? Because this is progressive. This is a mechanism of using mind. You can throw the whole lot and place your attention prior to the next thought and leave it there forevermore and the show's over. But very few choose to do it because experiencing seems to not be finished. But somehow, you're progressively moving towards that anyway. So the mantra brings you to the I am. It's like the woman yesterday who had the who am I. It was this, this lady, the who am I. She has, she's broken down who am I into two questions. Who's having this thought? She gets to the I am. Well, I'm having the thought. It's like, okay, well, who's that? Who am I? And some falling through happens or doesn't happen because you can't control it. Some kind of, not quite sure what it is. Keep attention there. So your root, it's the very same as this lady because your root, the mantra brings you to there and then. For some chanting brings them there and then. So stilling the mind is your mantra. The mind is still, it's at one point, and then there's a door opening and you might or might not fall through. Does that make sense? Yes. The, yeah, I guess my question is the one-pointedness, though. Yes. Like what my attention, my previous um, yes. mentor, I don't know that I'm that conscious, that focused, that one-pointed. Yes. That's. But the mantra is the is bringing to one-pointedness. Yes. One-pointedness mm -hmm. is the way of managing mind in order to create space, oh. mm -hmm. which may or may not, that which is might reveal itself or may not. But is there, a, you know, do I have to have one-pointedness in order for the breakthrough to happen? No. But we play with mind, we play with managing mind, and we call it a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. Because you might as well be doing that as doing anything. It kind of turns out to be the only thing worth doing. So the one-pointedness will happen at a specific point. Specific points, but you might lose it, you might gain it. Some people it gets solid and there's no more managing of thoughts. But don't set it up as I have to get to the busyness in mind would stop if my mind was able to focus and use the mantra to its mm, to, to its maximum then surely I wouldn't be stuck, stuck in these stupid thoughts that happen every morning when I wake up. Not necessarily so. The sequence isn't quite so direct. Uh -huh. Do you see? It's about identifying with them. The thoughts aren't the problem. It's about the identifying with it. So even if there's intense identification, there can be, for some people, the capacity to mantra in or to observe and we're in the I am state. And then whew, something just stops that. Or that mantra stops. And there's nothing going on. It can happen in every way. So it would seem like cultivating the, the attitude of patience in the, in, in the stillness and just to be patient and allow it to do whatever it does would be helpful. Yes, and there's still an eye being patient. And there's an eye talking about all these levels. And there's an eye imagining there's something to be done. That's the progressive path. The direct one is place attention and leave it there, in that which is underneath all of the story. You have a system of going there. The mantra brings you to some kind of management of thoughts, brings mind to a still point, plop. And then, just let go. 
do that all the time. The second step. The, the, the lead into it will get shorter and shorter with practice, for sure. You get there much faster. But I'm avoiding seeing drop now. <laughs> do you know? But, but whatever you're doing, don't do that anymore. <laughs> okay? Because okay? the bottom line is that which is not mantras, not observer is that which can't really be described that you don't quite know what it is rest attention there some people call it because it's impossible to name it really you know but some people call it waiting for the next thought you're just waiting for the next thought. Mm -hmm. Do you know? That's kind of got that no man's land feeling on it. But they're only pointers. They're only pointers. We can't, we can't say, yeah, if you're waiting for the next thought, that's it. Well, it's not, because then there's you who's waiting. But it's got that feel. It's kind of like a feeling into it. Do you know? Yeah. You've got to feel your way into this. Do you know? Prior prior to the mantra, kind of pulling back. What's before it? What was before Elliot? These are just pointers. They're just little signposts that give you a kind of a, I don't know, a sense of something. And then nothing happens. Great. <laughs> Great. Do you see? So the experiencing is about managing mind. But it's actually not necessary. It's just the thing we like to do. Because we imagine we have to liberate the mind. But when you give up the idea that the mind needs liberating, the mind isn't a problem. And you already were always what you cannot not be. So you can be liberating the mind forever. Do you see? There's that too, huh? There's that too. And if you want to liberate the mind forever, you'll, you'll, you'll need patience for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's part of that deal. <laughs> it's right now. It's right now, that space. Do you know? And, and we imagine, well, then for the rest of my life, I'll live happily ever after. And it's like, but you see, you've no life and it never happened and it doesn't matter. And Do you know? doesn't give you like this glorious way of continuing to live. It's just just the movie and you're not too pushed about it anymore because you know it's just already happened anyway. Do you see? It's more a delightful indifference. Do you know? And And beneath the mantra, there is that delightful indifference. But it's not even experienced tangibly. It's just kind of a cotton wool space, you know. Nothing happening. Nobody home. But they're just pointers, you know. You can't. We can't hang on to any one of them because then we'll just create a state. Oh gosh! 
So no matter what I'd say, it's kind of crap anyway. Do you know? Really? Do you know? It's only just like, hey, look, hey, look, hey, look, hey, look, hey, look. Just from every angle we can. But you know it. You know it. You know it. It's just when this movie isn't playing. It's there all the time. And this movie isn't of interest. Have I confused everything? No. No? It's okay. It's great. Good. Yeah, real good. Good. So you can play at liberating the mind forever. If you want. Okay. Yeah. Or just cut straight into it. And any moment that you're out in thoughts, like cut straight into it. Cut straight into it. And somehow... One day you just don't get in there anymore. And it can be years later that you realize, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I, I can't remember the last time I was believing my thoughts. And it's like that for some people. There's no bells or nothing. Life just continues. They go to work. Everything is normal. And it's like, I haven't believed in a thought in years. Gosh, is that it? Is that called self-realization? That's absolutely normal too. Because it's natural, you see. It's so natural. It's not in the phenomenal world as a big hoo-ha, 4th of July gig. Not so. It's just resting awareness in the peace that arises from what you are. That's all. It's very simple. Very direct and natural. Somewhere it's natural. And it's so simple we miss it. Because we have to, let's do all these steps because I'm identifying and, and, and I go to the I am. And that happens too. If that's where it's at, that's where it's at. There's another way. The show's over, the show's over. If you really want out, you won't do the progressive path. If you know it's over and it's done and nothing in the outside world can can pull you anymore, let the show be over. Place attention in that which is where peace is arising from, which you don't quite know what it is. Place attention there all the time. And there, there will just be a natural death. The show will be over. <coughs> The show is over anyway. But mine says it's not. Mine's a liar. (sighs) Everything else is the controller playing at controlling. Controlling thoughts, controlling spiritual path. That's, That's all that's happening. fine it happens and if it's the only if it's if it's what's happening it's what's happening hmm <laughs> it's a bit of a giggle isn't it the whole thing yeah yeah, yeah. 
Would you like me to come down to you? It would be easier. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, thanks very much. <laughs> okay. Have you? Thanks. I'm sensitive. Okay. I feel other people's emotions. Uh-huh. People come to me with their problems. Mm-hmm. Some of them are real, sincere, honest God problems. They need help or they either need to talk. There are those who have caught me into major cycles of this, and it happens on a regular basis. And there's one in particular who is a friend who is desperately in need of that outlet. How can I get rid of what she lays on me? Mm. I end up with physical reactions, <coughs> stomach aches. And mm. I know that these crises, while they are valid, will, in the next day or two, no longer be crises. Mm -hmm. If there is something that I can help with to take the crises out, I feel better because I have helped this to some extent. But how I keep carrying, I keep away from from carrying it. Yes, energetically, it's becoming your crisis then. Yes. Mm. There's two things. All right. The first one is that you can you can play that game within the dualistic world and protect yourself and do some energy work. You can, there's loads, there's loads and loads and loads of things you can do from using crystals to clearing your space to, there's loads of things you can do. You can burn sage, you can clear your energy field with a sage stick. There's loads of tricks. Now, beyond all of that, so what? That's where I need to go. Yes. And I yes. do to some extent. Yes. I, to some extent, I am able to shake it off and know that it's not real. Yes. Uh, because the desire for somebody else's emotional pain, which manifests as a bellyache, okay, I'll use that as an example, their emotional pain, and it comes into like, and you've got a, a cramp in your stomach mm -hmm. as a result of the energy. Your mind will say, it's not mine, I wish I didn't have it, I have the desire for it to go. Now, if you're a slave of your mind, you're going to work on get ri getting rid of it. But somehow, you'll find your hand is pulling it out of your, your stomach after a few hours. Or you'll find you'll get diarrhea and it'll leave. Or these are, this is how energy moves, huh? It will do its own thing. And if it doesn't, so what? Because everything else is the controlling mechanism. It will go. Energy keeps moving. Okay. It'll only be yours in order to show you about the controlling mechanism that we want to get rid of it. So be okay with that. So every bit, let it be your teacher. So every bit of thought around, oh, I picked that up from so-and-so. God, it's there. Hours. What can I do? It's like, okay, yeah, that's a desire. That's a desire. It's just like a desire for anything. It's okay. just another desire. A new car. 
just like, well, yeah, will I be happy when this is gone? No, because somebody else is going to come and going to give you another one anyway. Because that seems to be the role. That's okay. It will fall away. It will get, it will just leave. But using it as a way of seeing your desire for it to be different. Okay. Yeah, use it as your teacher. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Gentleman at the back. Can, yeah, can we just do this guy first? Yeah. Uh-huh. Saw your hand first. Hi. My question is um, spiritual practice. When you find yourself in no thought, what do you do with that? Well, the, the one who wants to do something about it is a thought already coming in. Okay. So you just stay in the no thought? Do you do something with it? You just... I don't it's know. It's not no thought if there's an idea that something should be done with it. Okay. Or maybe I'm not in no thought then. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, which brings me to my... Uh... J- just before we go on? Okay. So when that thought arises, there's no thoughts going on. What am I supposed to do with this? It's like, well, there is a thought going on. It's like, okay... Let that one even go. Okay. Even let that one go. Even let that one go. And stay there. Nothing to do. Let attention stay there. Because mind will start again and pull out. But let attention stay there. Okay. Keep pulling attention back to it. There's nothing to do there. Just stay there? Yes. Okay. But, but trying to stay there means you're out. <laughs> okay. Because there's already an eye who's trying to control it or do the right thing or... Well, sometimes it feels like I can't have a thought even though I want to. Okay. But that's a thought. Okay. (laughs) I can't have a thought. That's the thought you're having. I can't have a thought if I wanted to. That's what the thought you're having. All right. You see, there's a subtle layer of thought that you don't recognize as thought, which are thoughts. So how do you stop that? Accept them. Just accept them? Yeah. Okay. Don't buy them. See them? Accept them. Don't buy them. And then... um, I, I get confused as to um, spiritual practice mm. because uh, I don't. Uh, you need your mind to do no mind. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's confusing because um, when you do that observer to the no observer, go keep going back. Uh-huh. I find myself saying, "Well, it's still your eye doing it." That's right. So what's the point? That's right. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, what's the point? Yeah, what, I don't I don't get it. What is the yeah. point? It's it's confusing. Yeah. So what does work? Uh, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> different things work for different people. Okay. Um as long as as conditioning has said that the mind the, the mind is seeking liberation. If that program is playing, you're in satsang. Okay. So, so, so for the mind needing liberation, it's just a program that runs. If there's no program running, if there's no thoughts that are actually believed to be the truth, 
liberation is there, sitting all the time, always was. Okay. So it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a tricky one. It's full of paradoxes. So traditionally, there is a way of, of bringing the mind to a state where it's not stuck in the all about me drama. Right. So that's why people do that step, is that the drama is just full on suffering. And that's the value of going to the I am or observing, is to unplug from the drama, which brings suffering. There's no question, but identified thought brings suffering. Okay. So that's why people do it, to go to the state of no suffering, because the pull for peace is more strong than the pull to the outside world. Right. So spiritual practice kicks in. Okay. So all it is actually is the mind is maturing to such a phase it's getting a ripeness of where it's spinning out its ability to have an all-about-me version of reality. So as a result, different types of spiritual practice will make sense, either to control my capacity to suffer or cutting straight to the chase, right. which is not bothered with thoughts. Maybe there's thoughts, maybe there's none, but there's nobody there watching them, so it feels like there's none. Okay. Do you know? Uh-huh. And so being in that space... It's kind of peaceful, huh? Yeah. A peace arises from it. Harmony arises from it. And somehow whatever happens is okay. Okay. And that's as good as it gets. That's it, huh? That's as good as it gets. Whether a, um, um, an electromagnetic field, whether, whether your, your physiology, your nervous system realigns, and it's called enlightenment, then, it would, it, you know, whether that happens or not, Makes no difference. Don't be bothered okay. with it. Okay. Don't be bothered with it. But in that state of no mind or whatever it feels like for you, that which is like outside of it, there's a sense of being outside of this, is mm -hmm. there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In that sense of being outside of it, do you know? Love arises. It's gentle. This movie continues. But you know it's not really real. And right. it's only thought that makes it real anyway. Right. Keep your attention there, and somehow functioning will happen. And it's delicious, because mm. it's natural, because it's natural, not, not because there's an eye saying deliciousness and not delicious. Mm. How do you, I mean, delicious, just because there's no thought? Mm, no, there is a harmony arising. It's not because of anything. Because the idea that something better or something worse, even that doesn't play. There's no sense of like, oh, I don't suffer anymore. There is no I. There is no I. That's the difference. There is no personal I. It is seen as a concept. Okay. Let it be seen as a concept. And all thoughts of like, well, what then? And what's next? They can only be happening to an, an I. An I wants to know what's next. So it's not that the I gets pacified. The I is seen to be just an idea. It's just the identification mechanism of thought, making it all about me. Thoughts are fine. They're not all about me. But if there's an I story, they are about me, and now I have to do it to make to see that they're thoughts. So that step comes in. But then the I is still there. The I is the one watching that these thoughts are not about me. But the I is watching these thoughts. So now the I is still doing something else. So the step behind that, the step, the, the, the dissolving, the, the well, well, who 
who's watching? Just that, I don't know, blankness? It's just a space, maybe? They're just words. They don't quite say it, but, but you know. Okay. You know? Because there's, there's a kind of a sense of what I'm talking about, and that's as good as we can get when we use language. So there, there is no I that wants something that is asking, am I doing it right or wrong? We're already an identified story now. Nothing happens. So the question cannot arise there, how am I doing? Is this it? Is... No, you're, you're not there. So you just watch the thoughts when you have the thoughts. Say that again? <laughs> you, you just let the thoughts be when they happen. When you're... Yeah, okay. because there's nothing there to stick to them. Okay. Find out if you exist. That would be a good one for you to do. Really find out if you exist or if you're, if you're a I thought. No, you don't exist. No, don't. So what's this I who's watching thoughts or this I who's... Who's that then? See, that, that's my problem. I think that's... I need that I in order to undo my... What self. are you undoing? Do you, if you don't exist, what's there to undo? Okay, that's good logic. Nothing. No. There's nothing to do. Okay. The I who doesn't exist is imagining it exists in order to undo itself, to make itself not exist. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good. You don't exist, period. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was this, this woman was next to me. asking you what you were just answering. It's <laughs> all right. Um, I spent the last 12 years trying to be really, you know, trying really hard to be very connected with my children. And uh, so when you say things like being a benign camera, mm. for example, mm. I feel what I'm here, my mind is telling me is that um, that sounds like detachment. Okay. You know? Okay. And that troubles my okay. mind. <laughs> okay. And when you talk about, um, you know, this place of indifference or... Um, more I don't mind more than indifference. More yeah, minding. Yeah. You know, I'm in a place where I mind very much if somebody hurts my child. Yes. Or yes. if she has anxiety or... Okay. Um, are you playing the role of mom or are you full-on mom? Probably back and forth. Play the role of mom. Because that's what's really happening. I don't understand. There's only God. So God is just imagining that he's having this woman's life and that she's had kids. 
for the sake of experiencing it. See, when I hear that, I kind of get mad. Ah, okay. <laughs> Why? Because it doesn't, it's not always a very good experience. Yes. And I feel like I didn't really sign up for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I went out occasionally. <laughs> sure. Sure. It was never promised to be blissful. It's just the law of opposites at play. It seems like a whim. I don't yes. know what you mean exactly when you say God, if you're yeah. talking about creator. That which, or... is, that which is all. There was no creator. There is no conceptual God who made something. So it wasn't this creator's whim to experience this? No, because he didn't know what he was doing. Because, <laughs> you know, because there isn't God with a mind who imagines who got bored. None of that happens. That's okay. the faculty within creation to make separation work. All right, that's a little better. <laughs> So, you're talking about two ways, right? Progressive path, which you're giving different tools, yes. mantra or the benign yeah, kind of Yeah, wherever people are at, we'll work with where they're at. Yeah. So it's about finding what makes sense for you, huh? But am I detaching, if I do that, from my uh, the relationship with my children? You're... Okay, I'm going to try this again at okay. risk, <laughs> risk of seeing what happens. Let's say you're God, playing at being mom for a while. That this identity you gifted to yourself in order to experience having children. But you never lost anything. You never can gain anything because it's all God just having an experience within what God is. Because if there's only God or energy or nothingness or whatever you want to call it, if there's only that which is, then the parts within it are not separate. They're just playing at being separate. And that's how it works. Something is just playing at being separate for the sake of the experience. But it is believed to be the truth when identification with thought kicks in. So are you saying I don't have to worry so much about the outcome? I can just sort of enjoy the ride? Yes. <coughs> worry about the outcome doesn't change the outcome. It's just worry. That will help to suffer. Mm -hmm. It brings on suffering, huh? One of the roles you have might be is mom. Uh -huh. Another role you have might be housewife, uh -huh. might be homemaker, might be friend. There are roles. There are different sort of identities that we play with at different times, but they're not what you are. None of them is what you are. Do I still put my best effort into them? Of course. That's the opportunity that's presented. Of course. Enjoy it all. Make it as rich as you can. Okay. How do you do it and at the same time being a benign camera? Yes. Your attention has the capacity to stay in reality, capital R reality. There's a stillness there. And somehow animation kind of happens on top. Being dynamic and playing with your kids can kind of happen on top. There's a good image that's used in, um, in the old, old scriptures. And it's like, you are the whole ocean. There's waves going on top, but you're the whole ocean. Now, you can rest your attention at the bottom of the ocean. It's like that dissolving or dropping down thing. And the waves go on top, and that's fine. And they're taken care of, and they're part of the play of being human. But you're all of it. 
But the wave says, no, I'm a really important wave and I'm heading for that ocean. And what are we going to do when we get to that ocean? And it's like, actually, you just get to that beach. Well, all you're going to do is just go back into the ocean. There's no resolution when you get over there. But mind imagines that there is and a place to go. And we play with that. So there's still affection and caring and yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't need a full-on identity to be affectionate and caring. Because the full-on identity brings caring is good and I'll care for this more than that because these are my blood kids and these are my neighbor's kids and so I love these more. And All of that story can go. Mm-hmm. And when attention is in what you are, loving will happen. Try to stop it. <laughs> It will just flow from what you are. And you play it being animated with them, and the rules will happen. When you say play at it, being mom, you don't mean pretend. No. But know that it's not what you are. You mean enjoy. Yeah. You said earlier in, in answer to that for you, there isn't necessarily a desire to connect with no, others. No, I'm, I'm everybody. No, that doesn't compute at all about connecting with others. It doesn't compute. So being in a friendship doesn't compute. Being in a relationship doesn't compute. Having sex doesn't compute. It, it just doesn't. It's like, how, how, how do they have all these theories and things with them? No, th- th- these things happen or they don't. So, but that doesn't mean withdrawal and shutting off and coldness. It's different. I don't know, does it? Do I look shut off and cold? No, I mean, you hug people and you have kindness. See, but I'm not doing anything. There's no I am doing this or this is right or there's no I'm playing a role. Even that goes. There's no I. There is no I anywhere. Nothing is separate from anything. There's just manifestation, imagining that it has a, a separate identity from everything else that appears. And its only mind creates that idea, and it's not the truth. So we're playing with that idea. Mm-hmm. For some people, they can take a big leap, and for some people, they got to work it into their life like a methodology. Both happen. Still only God playing it, experiencing it. Playing it, managing it and controlling it and alleviating the suffering. Okay, question about mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned to one of the women that um, that's a particular mantra for her. Mm. Does everybody have to find their particular mantra? <laughs> Not at all. There's every every which way to do this. Um, if a mantra appeals to you, it, it's just an anchor. You know, and a mantra is, is like a sacred phrase. But it's an anchor. It can be a visual. It can be a color. It can be just something to return to, to stop mind hopping into stuff. Can be different every time? Mm, it's more effective to use the same one because it gets rid of that distraction idea for mind. It's just something that's benign, a place to, like training a dog. You know, a dog is going to be wild. It's going to be a street dog and it's going to fight out there and be constantly protecting itself unless we train it and pull it in. And then and then it loses that wildness. It doesn't need its 
aggression because it's not fighting for its life, protecting itself. And it relaxes a bit more. So it's like that. It's pulling into the mind of where it's like, hey, it's okay not to be protecting and defending all the time. It's okay. So a mantra enables that. Some kind of an anchor enables that for mind to relax and kind of come to bed a little bit, you know? That's the function. So be it a mantra, be it an anchor, be it an image, be it a color, be it a spot in your body, be it focusing on your breath, be it a name of God, a sacred name. Um, I once had this experience of dropping into knowing with my whole being this all is well. All is well, mm -hmm. yes. What, what was that? Where was I? That's your mantra. <laughs> <laughs> That's your mantra. The knowing went away. I only have the memory of it now. Yes. Yes. You know, if you're stuck in a jungle and some local person comes and sees you in the jungle and says, Oh, there's food and water over here. Come on, I'll show you. And they bring you over to where the food and water is, but you've made this comfy bed over here. <laughs> and they go to the food and water, and you come back to your, your bed in the evening. You have to keep walking, or the food and water becomes a memory. Hmm. You keep walking that path. Hmm. So the mantra for you is that. If you were given something which is all-knowing, and every cell in your being resonated with it, so you know something to that one. That wasn't just an idea. There's something to that. That taste, follow it. Follow that taste. But even that is an idea in the end, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's all <laughs> ideas. We're not here at all because this is an idea too. <laughs> you see? It's all ideas. But if it really feels like where it's at is I'm a mom and I'm trying to make this sense of this in my life, well, then this is where we work. Right. This is where we work. So if something has given you that taste of where there's food and water, where there's sustenance for you, then you retrain your mind to know that all is well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the knowing... Ah, yeah, this is an interesting point. Sometimes the knowing that arises from our being, sometimes it's very useful to use that piece of knowledge to reprogram your brain, to tell your brain how it really is. Because the brain is just grabbing the conditioning. So now let's, let's, giving it, let's give it the conditioning which came from beyond the intellect. So if, if all is well came from that all-knowing place, because all is well, it's always well. But mind, you know, the controller says, no, no, no. So if all is well, let's put that conditioning into your mind. So at least mind doesn't have the subjective fearful conditioning that we were reared with but that it's been conditioned with something that you know mm -hmm. is beyond human conditioning. I find after a while that the more I tried to go back into that knowing, the more sort of rigid and grasping it became, and I sort of gave up on it. Because yes. I couldn't make myself That's right. know it anymore. That's right. You can't make yourself know, but you can recondition your mind. You can do that. By uh, repeating the mantra? Yeah, repeat it. Use it as your anchor. Not with an expectation. Oh, I should feel that all is well. Use it as your anchor. All is well. Just trusting in. Just all is well. All is well. And it's just a place for your mind to rest. Because otherwise it's going to be just running into what if and how to and worry and all that stuff.
All is well, all is well. Come back, rest in it. Keep using it, using it, using it, using it. And if there's a breakthrough, there's a breakthrough. But it will stop suffering. Because suffering is that in the I story. The, the desire for it to be different. The desire for it to be better. That doesn't happen if all is well. Is the program that's running up here in your head. Thank you. Yeah. So for now it's just mind playing with mind. But that's kind of the fun too. You're beyond all of it. You're beyond all of it. You're just playing with it. Play is fine. But you're beyond all of it. What you are is not confined to this body. It's just playing in this body for a while. Hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm just Denise before. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Hi. Um, so, um, I'm not sure what what um, put the hand up was just um, back to a different conversation where um, thinking really slowed down considerably about ten years ago to the point now where. There isn't a lot going on mm. at all, mm. and yet there is still this sense of I, um, very uh, just energetic sense of individual. Um, okay. It feels like it's finished. Yes. It really does. Yes. It feels like it's finished, and there's even you know thoughts. With some thoughts that do come up is are of course this, uh, it's finished thought, and also another thought would be, you know, there are no thoughts to bring this to satsang, there are no thoughts to organize, it all comes, it, I yes. see, I see there's no controller here yes. left, there's nothing that can be done, <laughs> there's just, it's just empty, there's, you know, there's, um, there's no structure here anymore yes. except yes. this, this kind of nagging sense of I, <laughs> And I'm just, I just, um, here it is again, the eye, um, dropping happens and, um, the, um, I, it's, there's this, also, um, this eye knows that it can't do it, yes. and yet it is still occupying, um, um, the reality, the sense of reality is occupied by this energetic sense of I, and there, it knows that um, it's it it's an aspect of whatever, but it's it's um, maybe there's a story that you know obviously it can't do anything, <laughs> and yet. Um, for some reason, I'm sitting up here. I have no idea why. <laughs> so, okay. That was just it. Just It has nothing to... Uh, there's a seeing that it has nothing to do with thought. It's just identifying <coughs> thought It was done a long time ago. Yes. So I know that it's not... It has nothing to do with thought. Yes. And it's just that identification with this 
energetic sense of an individual. Okay. Somehow there's some kind of identification okay. going on. Okay. Is it known mm. about that things happen in consciousness then? The thoughts are happening in consciousness? Yes. So the sense of I is happening in consciousness. Yes. Yeah. How come it has something to do with you then? Why? Why? Um, right now, specifically, it sits on the surface because there's um, fuzziness, and it just—it's um, like it's like something that's grabbing on, and it's okay. Often there isn't. It's not always the sense of I obviously is not yeah. always yeah. present, and yet today it just kind of it's like I'm still here, okay. <laughs> grabbing on. Okay, kind of, um. the sense of I is a happening in consciousness. Mm -hmm. It is no more than a happening in consciousness. Mm -hmm. The reality feeling to it is a happening in consciousness. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with this. Right. Nothing. It passes through like everything does. Mm -hmm. Even the feeling of, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. Even the feeling that nah, there's something uncomfortable about it. That is a happening in consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's not yours. Right. Something is making those happening in consciousness uh, things that are happening in consciousness, something is making them yours. There's a little tag on yes, that's, that's making them yours. Yes, yeah. They're not yours. Right. Even with their reality-like feeling, it's a happening in consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's not clicking, no? It's... Um, uh, the tendency is for things to sink in their own space, oh, okay. not, it's, this sure. is a per person that tends to hide, this, the identity, the conditioning was to hide, so. Sure, yeah, sure, so yeah. it, sure, it, sure, it, it isn't, it is time. very mm -hmm. much, um, there's a knowing of that, and yet it's not clicking. Okay, yeah. okay, that's fine, that's fine. Mm -hmm. No matter what story is presented by the I, no matter how subtle or how mm -hmm. sense of individual, that all is a happening in consciousness. It doesn't have to go. Mm -hmm. okay. None of it has to go. Okay. It's not anything to do with you. Right. None of it has anything to do with you. There is no you. But it, the quality of how that thought, that sense is appearing, has a little tag on of a, this shouldn't be so, or, oh, some little bit of the conditioning says mm -hmm. this has to go to, or mm -hmm. some little bit of residue is hanging on to it. Mm -hmm. But it's not actually the sense of individuality. That's fine. Let that happen through consciousness. Mm -hmm. okay. But the fact that it shouldn't be so, there is a desire for it to be different, and the desire is making you feel that you still have something to yes. do, yeah. or there's a little bit to crack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be fine with it. Why can't there be a sense of individuality flying through consciousness? Sure. There's about... 30 senses of it in the room, huh? Sure. Do you see? So let it be, but the desire, the, 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 the thought that it shouldn't be so or that it has to go, that's what's giving you the sense that you are separate. Yes.
nip that one. Don't run it. Just don't run it. So whatever can be sensed, even if it's, wow, there, that's, that's an emotional reaction coming up. It's nothing to do with you. Right. It's all happening in consciousness. All of it mm-hmm. is happening in consciousness. It never had anything to do with you. Okay. There is no you. Yes. There is no subject of you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Hi. Hi. It's nice to meet you. And you. (laughs) Got about a million and a half thoughts. Uh huh. But um, there's a few points that have come up listening to people. Um, I have a question about meditation mm-hmm. and um, energy and delightful indifference. What do you need to move for first? Whatever comes. Let's start with energy. Um, I've done a little bit of chakra work and energy work here and there. Mm-hmm. This is sort of a new experience for me. Okay. In practicing um, things like yoga, tai chi, like there's a lot of talk about bringing up energy from the earth through the root. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I have a, I don't have a connection to that. I not. Yeah. It doesn't click for me in that way. Uh huh. But I've noticed if I just sit still in meditation and pay attention and just be aware of my energy inside me. I feel the waves down. Okay. It goes down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Is that, <laughs> is that weird? No, it's fine. Oh, okay. It's just how it is for you. All right. Uh, I just didn't know what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like they talk about coming up. Yes. It's like this is confusing to me. It goes down. Yes. And something goes up because it comes back down. Yes. That's <laughs> right. I don't feel it going up. Okay. It's very confusing to me. Oh, well, you've clarified that for me. I'm on the right track. It's, it's fine. I can feel it that That's way. Fine. That's fine. That's right. All right, well. What doesn't click for you, don't bother with it. Right. Okay. I got that. So then meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, tried different things. But uh, recently I've been using a mantra, natural stress relief meditation, which is an alternative to Transcendental Meditation. Um, my question had to do with levels of thought. Mm-hmm. I find it very easy to drop out of, you know, drop to subsequent levels of thought. Mm-hmm. You have your active conscious, semi-conscious thoughts that just happen automatically mm-hmm. that you conduct your life with Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis, Mm -hmm. as those drop away. There's other thoughts that come up automatically without me choosing to think about them from day-to-day experience. And then below that, there's 
There's very abstract thoughts. This is when I'm going into meditation, when I'm following mm -hmm. the mantra, mm -hmm. returning to the mantra. A abstract thoughts come up, which mm -hmm. still makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. you know. And then it gets to a point where I'm aware of experiencing really nonsensical abstract thoughts, just color. Mm -hmm. doesn't make a shred of sense. Mm -hmm. But then I lose consciousness. I, it's like I go to sleep. Can you guys hear back there? No? Okay. I'll speak up a little. Okay, yeah, just put me on. Thanks. So anyway, when I go down below these levels of abstract thoughts, it seems like I fall asleep. I lose consciousness. Okay. And um, I'm aware of this because consciousness comes back, and it's like I woke up. I'm like, oh. Okay. I was having some pretty comfy feelings there. Okay. And it was nice. Yes. What is that? Nothing. Nothing. All nothing. <laughs> all nothing. It's all mind looking at mind, being entertained with mind. You know, nice stuff, not so nice stuff. It's right. just all mind. Okay. Don't be bothered with any of it. All right. Simple as that. <laughs> it's the study of mind. You know, it's interesting for a psychologist, but it is very interesting. But do you know just. Meditation is, uh, the purpose of meditation is to bring mind to a single focus, you know? I, I think that's what I'm struggling with. It's like I lose that focus. Does that just come with practice? But you know, if colors and stuff happen, that's okay. Uh -huh. Because, because it's, that, that I've seen that actually been a, um, um, a way that mind focuses itself. Okay. Because it's like, it's just a happening, and mind is just watching this kind of kaleidoscope thing, doing its thing. But it's not an all-about-me story. It doesn't have a stickiness. Right. Yeah, There's nothing lost or gained. It's just, yeah, it's just this kind of stuff that's going on. It, it's fine, actually. If that's what happens in meditation, that's fine. That's, it's, it's like a mantra. It's like anything. Okay. It's just a focus that doesn't have stories. It's a point to stories. which fall, or it's like an anchor point. For some people... For some people, it's okay. If it goes to colors, it's actually fine. But it, but but try not to fall asleep. I like fall asleep right after the color thing. That, that's what I'm getting at. What's the falling asleep thing? I lose. I just this is gone. Yeah. I don't know that I actually am falling asleep. I'm sitting up in meditation. Yeah. It feels like you're falling asleep. Yeah. The feeling is that you're because falling asleep. There's a gap. There's a gap, and you come to. And then I'm like, oh. yeah, it feels like you're falling asleep. Yes, exactly. It does it, because yeah. Uh, if you weren't falling asleep, you'd know you weren't asleep. You'd say, whoa, what happened? It's an hour and a half later. Uh-oh. Right. You know, <laughs> that's different, you know. <laughs> and that happens for some people. Uh -huh. So, <clears throat> stay at the colors. Be disciplined enough to be sitting up without a back support or, a, you know, whatever it is to keep yourself awake. But it's, it's, not a, it's not a bad place to hang out in terms of letting the mind be still. Right. It might shift and the colors might all stop. But rather than, oh, this is great, what color's happening next? Have no dialogue about it. Just, oh, there is it's no just dialogue. happening. Good, yeah, there's, that's it. There's no dialogue that's whatsoever. That's what I thought, yeah. And that's what slips, it slips away. What slips away? Um, that experience without dialogue slips away into nothing from which then turns into the gap. Yes. Stay awake and see what happens in the gap. 
Is there a trick to staying awake? Is there something that could help me stay awake? Sit on a nail or something. (laughs) (laughs) They did a lot of crazy things over the years. So it's physiological and physiologically stay awake. Yeah, physiologically stay awake. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, physiologically stay. So, you know, don't have back support. You know, sit where you have to use your muscles, where you can't just kind of crash. Gotcha. The Buddha pulled on his earlobes. (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah thank you for that um um, i let my last question which is i think most poignant to me and that's um a question of personal motivation about the delightful indifference to which you carry through this life I'm a very laid-back person, and yeah. this attitude really lends itself to my <laughs> lifestyle. Um, yeah. But I'm confronted with um, almost a sense of nihilism at some point, where it just it just doesn't matter. But to what extent should I let that not mattering carry through to my life? I mean, mm. Could I be like Napoleon or Alexander mm. the Great, just sure, burn, sure. rape, and pillage, and that's okay because it doesn't sure. matter. Sure. At what point does a morality come in? Within the phenomenal world, everything matters. Within the phenomenal world, of course, everything matters. But ultimately, nothing matters. The ability to both uh, to operate in both is within you, but outside of your thinking mind. The thinking mind imagines that there's, whoa, there's ma- whoa, whoa, this could be dangerous if I adopt this. Naturally, when mind is still, there will be a caring about the particular. And that's what guides you? That's what will guide you. It's not, doesn't come from the control for looking for approval, doing the right thing. Does it matter? Does it not matter? None of that happens. And part of that frequency is the, is the, the fear that, whoa, if none of this, none of this matters, I can pillage. I, I mean, right. that's what mind does because it says, whoa, I'm not familiar with this territory. That's what I will do with this. And it's like, yeah, I know, but, but you know what? We're not needing you for this bit. Uh-huh. Okay. You see? Yes, I, I do see. So we have the ability as human beings, if we have the patience, to shape our ego into something we want it to be. Or maybe not fundamentally, but we can nudge it here in this direction. We can nudge our personalities, there you go. We can nudge it in this direction, that direction. Yeah, until you discover you have no free will and that it's all happening okay. without you choosing it. All right, and the choice arises from... Choice is just mind imagining that it has choice. <laughs> all right. So just let it go and let it be and don't worry about yeah. morality. Morality arises on its own. Morality is just a conditioned framework of rules. Yeah, you're right. It's conceptual. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, go to a different culture and there's a different morality, so it's not absolute at all. Right. For you, I would say pay attention to detail. Yeah. For you, pay attention to detail. Can you give me an example? Be particular about things. Fold your clothes. That practical. Mindful. <laughs> Be mindful. Pay attention to detail. Because you've no problem in, in seeing bigger picture. So that for sure, the aligning of paying attention, being careful in detail, 
it will help your mind. It will give you that focus that you get. Mm. It, it give it to you better than any meditation. Be mindful. Right. For you, be mindful. I'll try that out. Just watch the detail. Watch the detail. And you will find, as mind is focusing on watching the detail, that something is taking care. Something is moving through you to take care. It's like a real-time mantra. Yes, <laughs> a real-time mantra. Yeah, all right. Pay attention to detail. I grok with that. That clicks. Yeah, it clicks for you, yeah. Oh, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Pleasure. Yeah. We can do one more before lunch. Yeah, sure. I just... Um, hi. Hi. Um, I, I, I guess I have an asking question. Um, I have been um, interested in this since I can remember. But I've never aligned myself with the different schools of thoughts that I've encountered during my sure, life. Sure, yeah. I've always stepped back, and I've never plugged in, even though I've been exposed to some pretty excellent teaching. Sure. Um, and I'm just wondering, is it, is it a, a resistance I have, or is it not necessary, or there's, there's some... I feel my uh, my imagining is is that there's some block that I am not capable of seeing on my own that I need to see in order to be free to just uh-huh. let this teaching um, yeah through me yeah there's some mm. resistance. And I think it's time for resistance to go. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I don't know. I don't know of it. Yes. It's, it's, it's almost like energetically. Yes. I'm frozen. Yes. Is, is there... Can you sense any way to work with this or release it or... Or just let it do it itself. There's a fast way. Yeah, I need a fast way. (laughs) (laughs) It's about surrender. That's a word I'm blocking because I don't understand it. I say, I'm blocking it by saying I don't understand it. Yes. Do you mean complete acceptance with whatever? No, I mean surrender to. Can you talk around that word surrender? Mm. Okay. <clears throat> it's rare that this comes up in the West, okay? Yeah. Um. But something, sometimes the conditioning in our culture is such that we are so rare to be independent. And we know that to, you know, to totally place your eggs in any one basket, chances are it's not a wise move. Yes. You, yes. Okay? Yeah. So at some point in the spiritual path, 
for some people, that pattern can just dissolve, and for some people, yeah. they hit a wall, and you're hitting a wall. All right? Mm -hmm. Now, the, the, the eye that brought you this far, that has the discernment to know, yeah, this teacher, I can take that, this teacher, I can take that, absolutely. Way to go. Yeah. Way to go to be your own guru. Yeah. At a certain point, there comes the one who is managing that is the problem. Who gets rid of that one? The aspect of personality who is managing the yes. discernment all along right. is now the obstacle. Yes. Now, what do you do with that one? I don't know. I'm still under its influence. Yes, yes, ah. yes. Because because you 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 need it to keep discerning to keep you going. Other option is surrender everything. Now, the faster way is to surrender to something. Jesus, Ramana Maharshi, something. Let a guru choose you. Let a teacher mm. choose you. So if you feel something coming knocking, and you will, you will for sure, then you, you test that teacher, whether he's dead 50 years or not, as in Ramana Maharshi, whether he's, doesn't matter, because yeah. Jesus Christ, he popped it 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Test him, test him, test him. Can I totally, totally, totally surrender all? And that path will dissolve that I that's now the obstacle. Because it's a handing over of the very last bit of the controller who's brought you this far but has to go. Because the controller can't get rid of the controller. The surrenderer can't get rid of the surrenderer. Right. Do you see? Yes. That one remaining. Who shoots that one? Yeah. It's been shooting all the other false right. things. Right. Who shoots that one? Right. The easiest way is to hand it and say, okay, you're in charge. And it's very scary. Hand over this energy yes. form that has been yes. very useful. Brought you this far. Yeah. To another figure. Yes. Whatever that yes. may be. Yes. And I don't know what that figure is. Yes. But you say, I will know if I... I think so. ...am sincere. I think so. I think it's going to present. It... it, it it might be it, it might be in a physical form, and very often it's easier because you can you you, you use a name or something yeah. like Ramana Maharshi, like yeah. you can use a name because come on, Ramana, you know, take this, take this. There's a focus for mind. It's easier if there's an external thing. That's all. But you're asking someone or something to help you. Yes, it's more that you're giving to them. Um, I wouldn't be asking them for anything. It's more a dropping, <coughs> a dissolving into them, merging into them. See, it wouldn't be my nature to give my burden to another person. Ah. So that is is a wrong thought. No, but it's blocking you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all right to give your burden to an, another... The whole energy. lot. <laughs> That's surrender. But it, it's not selective. Surrender is not selective. And it's right to do that? Yes. It's necessary at a certain point. 
Is there a total dissolving or not? If it's all being taken away, anyway. So you're giving it yes. instead? Yes, give it. For you, give it. Okay. <laughs> all right. For you, give it. Because it'll bring up trust and the desire <laughs> to be independent and <laughs> it's going to rattle your cage. That's why it would work for you. And it has to be totally intuitive. I mean, what you, when you give and you let somebody have authority, yes, you somehow I, I should just trust that I'll understand yes that authority. Yes. Yes, you're kind of saying to them, listen, you're going to have to tell me what to do now because I've handed it over. And this actually happens on an intuitive. Yes. Yes. What they would say in India is, ah, you're ready for a master. You're yeah. ready for a master. Yeah. Some people sit and waiting for ages when that readiness for a master comes. And some of the master comes after them and they don't think they're ready at all. Right. You know? But, but for sure it would, it would make perfect sense for you now. Make perfect sense. And all that a master, you know, it's yeah. okay, whatever the word is, yeah. all that a master can do is be a mirror for what you really are. Yes. So we're playing a trick on the mind, imagining that you're giving it all to yourself. You're, you're throwing everything back into source, into what you are, oh. but you go through emptiness to do it, to trick the mind. That makes perfect sense. It's a tr we're playing with the mind. That's the purpose of a guru, is to play with the mind. Yes. That makes sense. You see? Yes. Because for you to drop it all into yourself, it's not going to work. It'll be at a conceptual level. Yes. Whereas energetically, if you're giving it out and rewiring it through and you're saying, well, you've got to take care of it. The emptiness that is there in a master, it is yourself, of course. It's yes. yourself you're giving it to. Yes. But we just trick the mind and call it a guru. So you are your own guru, but we have to use the, an external guru to trick your mind. Yes to bring up all it's going to bring up about lack of trust and yes. the arguments of the surrenderer. Yes, that makes sense. Okay. Yes. So you're surrendering to yourself, but let's, let's play the game and go, make it a surrendering too as a process to find out what else is there. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.